0: You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage, heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM 740. Gentlemen, start your engine! Triangle Tire, Tires for Life presents Dave's Corner Garage. The following is a paid program. Opinions on the show are those of Dave and his valued guests and are always expressed with a certain joie de vivre. Please consult a doctor before listening. Laughter is contagious. Buckle up, one! it's time to get this show on the road. Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your Saturday morning joyride on Zoomer Radio. Got a car question for Dave or Allen? Call now 416 360 0740 or toll free at 1 866 740 4740. Okay, Kelton, give it a rip. Yee
1: Boy, considering how cold it is out there, that yee was good. Did you hurt yourself or you're fine?
2: I did a run through actually just yeah. prior. I just wanted to make sure that the voice was
1: there, you know. I'm not running through anything. I went outside this morning just to start the car and it it was it was fine, but I left a, a bottle of water. I always keep a bottle of water in the car and it was uh, it was frozen. So that's great. And that's living condo. I was going to say
2: uh, I think you park inside.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's how cold it is. It's you know, ever since we've been back on since the beginning of the new year, which just feels like a year ago, uh-huh. it has been this cold every single Saturday. And uh this was like minus twenty one anyway, enough of the cold Groundhog day was right, right? so we got springs almost on its way
2: <laughs> I, can hard- right. I can hardly wait I, I, yeah, I, 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 yeah go ahead
1: I'm sorry it's 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 crazy. I mean you know obviously with gas prices and this cold weather i mean it's it's going through the roof. We're gonna have um damn from uh, uh Canadians for affordable energy and some of the gas prices I was just morning you know who it is in Vancouver. Uh, no,
2: how much? Well, it's always more,
1: eh? Okay, so in general, in the GGA is around a buck fifty-nine. That's for mm-hmm. regular. Premium is a dollar eighty-four. It's such a ripoff. off Diesel's one sixty-seven. Now in Vancouver, where they can have the sunshine. Oh, it's raining again today. It's a buck seventy-six for regular. Two oh one for premium. So that's, uh, that's about where we're heading. If you want to find out why these things are going on, Dan McTague is going to be on uh, shortly. And uh, we open up the lines for you if you want to give him a call and, or give us a call and we'll give him a call. Uh, 416-360-0740 or one 740 4740 Who else is on the show? Al Gelman.
2: We have, of course, the dynamic duo of Summit Kapoor and Mark Silverman. Uh, the tag team wrestling guys from Young Steels Ford. Um, I think Mark's a lot bigger. I have never actually met some Is he a big guy or, you know, like a about dainty guy size. like Mark? Oh, are they? The okay. Size,
1: except he doesn't have a ponytail and he doesn't, yeah, for sure pro- a lot smarter, eh? And he doesn't provide, uh, popcorn. <laughs> uh, Silverman does. So young Steel's forward. They got some great news, uh, about the new cars and, and trucks that are now available and, uh, parts are getting better going in to see people face to face is getting better. So Beautiful. we'll tell you more about that. And, mm-hmm. uh, Mark, Saltzman will be joining us in the second half of the show, talking about some of the, besides just charging stations, but some of the new developments in the EV market, and especially, when, <laughs> I shouldn't laugh, what happened to uh, Tesla this week, right? You you heard about, it. tell them, give them a little tease, Al, what happened with Tesla this week.
2: Uh, are you talking about the screen getting shut down, or are you talking about them doing a rolling stop?
1: Uh, the The rolling stop, yeah.
2: Yes, yes, yes. Apparently, <laughs> the government got ticked off for NHTSA, and said, "No, no, no! You have to stop at this stop sign." In fact, that just happened to me a couple of weeks ago, and 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 the policeman said to me, "It doesn't say slow down. It says stop." <laughs> I know.
0: And. What? The, and the, the- but I have off, to, right?
2: But I do have to thank that York Regional guy that that said maybe he recognized me for all my radio work, and he oh, said, "Now, now you're, you're sucking up." <laughs> he let <laughs> me go with a warning. So, uh, okay. all right. Listen, we're gonna have uh,
1: we're gonna get to some uh, a lot of emails coming in over the last week. Uh, so Alan, and I'll get to those in just a second. And just a reminder that if you want to find out more about what's going on with these gas prices going through the roof, you can look at GasWizards.ca right now and give us a call when Dan McTaggert is on in about ten or fifteen minutes. Right? Grab a coffee, stay warm. It'll soon be spring. This is Dave's Corner Garage, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. And if you have any questions that we'll be getting to right now, you can go to our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Dave's Corner Garage. And it's a cold one again, and batteries are dying left, right, and center. So you've got a question that you may want to get to right now, Al. A yeah, as
2: a matter of fact, exactly, exactly. You know, well, battery life expectancy, it's sort of a yin and yang, you know. Uh, batteries are now smaller than they ever were. But at the same time, the car loads are bigger than they ever were. Uh, I just recently got a phone call from a couple of customers. You know, they said my car didn't start. I boosted it, had a service guy come over, and the other one had his neighbor come over. And thankfully, they did it right. Please, 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 if you're listening to me and you own a set of booster cables, make sure you do it right. Otherwise, you're going to be doing big damage, okay? Exactly. What's that smell? It's <laughs> not your battery starting. That's what it is. Yes, we call it magic smoke. <laughs> you know, magic a, smoke, and it's terribly smoke. expensive.
3: Yeah.
2: All right. So anyways, I got I got boosted by my neighbor, and I drove the car around for about 15, 20 minutes, and then I parked it, and the next day, guess what? Did it start again, Steve? <laughs> Correct. The answer is no. <laughs> no. Why? Because if your battery flat to begin with, And you go take it for a 10, 15 minute drive. That's not a long enough ride to bring it all the way back up. You're only going to return maybe 10% of that battery's life. Uh, If you've got a brand new battery, you know, it it may, may work, but otherwise it's not really, especially as I mentioned earlier, your car takes, has so many electrical items on it right now. You know, you have GPS, you have uh, the tracking systems, you have all the, uh, all the electronic radar things for you know when it, if you have active radar in your car so all these things take a ton of electricity so it doesn't leave a whole lot left to from, from that your alternator supplying to recharge your battery so again if, if you have a battery problem i mean it, it, it in some cases it's pretty clear in other words you know i, I haven't used my car in 3 weeks and it's gone dead well chances are if, if your neighbor can boost you and you can drive it around the charging system is working as it should in other words your alternator is fine your starter is fine and if you go for a long enough drive perhaps the battery will come back but if you uh, if you if it's only been a few days and and your battery's dead There's a good chance that uh, either you left the door open or the trunk light on, um, or, in fact, you need a new battery. So get it checked out. Take it into your local service guy and uh, have him check it out. He'll first recharge the battery, at least he ought to, um, and then he can test it and see if it's held a charge or not. If it hasn't held the charge, then he's going to suggest the new one. And also, by the way, the other thing as far as these batteries being smaller, the prices are larger. We've had a big increase in price. I don't know why. I don't know why. Uh, but um, but yeah. So make sure it's uh, you. You buy a good one, and it'll last you a long time. Next so question, one, Stevie, go well, ahead.
1: One one of our uh, listeners from uh, Tim from where is he from? Scarborough. All uh-huh. right. He writes in about batteries. Uh, is it worthwhile getting a battery warmer wrapped around your battery? Does that help at all?
2: Um, it does help because in fact when a battery is frozen it's only got about 50 percent of its energy available to it um, so it would help the other thing you can do is is you can get um, what do you call those things a solar cell you can get a solar cell and actually plug it into the battery so that as long as your car is in the light and it Th- and w- which will, unfortunately, this only work during the day and it only works at night, but it can put a slow trickle charge back into your battery. So that's the other thing you can do.
1: So typically now, how long should a, a battery last you considering the climate we're in?
2: Uh, believe it right. or not, they're saying, you know, between two or three years is all your. it's really going to last, which a lot of people get ticked off. and They said, I had a battery. It was six years old and it was still good. But that was way back when, when batteries were twice the size as they are now. So, you know, because manufacturers have had to downsize batteries because the government's been after them to reduce fuel costs, right? And how you do that is by making the car lighter. A lead-acid battery weighs a whole lot. And if you make, if you can take away half the size of that – you're probably going to remove, you know, 20, 30 pounds from, from the weight of that battery. So and, and, some your gas mileage. Tend,
1: and some people tend, I know Dave was talking about this uh, uh-huh. before, before Christmas, some people who are not using a car will disconnect the battery over the winter yes. time.
2: Yes, yes. those does are a couple of things you can do. Uh, well, perfect. Great idea, because your car does have a parasitic draw. In other words, even when the car is off, there's always You know, electricity, it's being sucked out of the battery. It's to keep things alive, like your computer's memory and and all the rest of those items. And uh, so you can either disconnect it, but keeping in mind that there are reset procedures. In other words, when you put it back up, if you've got automatic windows or an automatic roof, you do have to either reset them or have someone do that for you. Um, and the other thing you can do is actually get what they call as a trickle charger, and uh, that'll keep mm. your battery up as well. Uh, a trickle, trickle, not, char- not tickle. But, but trickle, a trickle, trickle charger. Trickle what and may the
1: parasitic one be with you. All right, we have the lines open for you four one six three six zero zero seven forty or one eight six six seven forty four seven forty. Gas prices through the roof. Actually, through the sky, and they're everywhere. So we're going to have Dan McTag on next. He'll tell you why and how much worse it's going to get. If you want to talk to him, now's your chance. Along with Al,
2: who's gonna help my gas problem. I've had a
1: Thank gas you. problem for a week. If you stop trickling, you may have that problem. <laughs> I
4: don't
1: know why I'm doing that. We'll try. be right back. And you can go to davescornergarage.com, And if you got any questions, you can just write them in, and we'll even get back to you before. Uh, Groundhog Day comes back again. Okay, gas prices going through the roof. We're all going, well, we got to fill it up. So this man will fill you with some great information. Al, over to you, buddy.
2: Yes, we've got the President of Canadians for Affordable Energy on the Uh phone with us, Dan. (laughs) And with great
5: fanfare, too. Dan, how are you? I'm fine, Alan. Steve, good to hear from you.
2: Thank you, thank you. It's been so cold. You know, that's the worst part, eh? It's, It's so insulting, you know, I'm go. I-, I drive by the gas station. The price is high, and it's so friggin' cold outside. I know. You know, I I don't want to go out to put it in because it's too expensive and it's too friggin' cold. I what know. do I do?
5: Yeah, well, uh, and watch diesel go through the roof too, um, because it's uh, it's now pushing well into the mid one sixties. So, uh, in here spite in of DC's all those trucks almost.
2: being parked, you mean?
5: Oh yeah, yeah. They may be parked, but uh, <laughs> they're still uh, still using that good old number one non gel. Uh, diesel so uh but it, it's uh it's amazing i've seen uh now a 20 cent increase um in gas prices just since the beginning of the year so for a lot of people that uh, it maybe seemed like a long time ago but that was only five weeks ago we were paying you know in the low 140s high 130s here now we're tomorrow we're 159.9 almost a fraction under uh you know a dollar 60 a litre so if this keeps up, uh you know, that's going to take another 500 bucks out of everyone's pocket using 40 45 liters a week. Uh I kind of feel that that's probably uh, going to be a tipping point because it's not just gasoline, it's not just diesel. It's, it's that it drives up the price of everything from food to uh commodities to uh hey, natural gas, electricity. Uh it's all uh it's all starting to add up unfortunately. And if you have
1: if you have uh like we had when we lived out west, we had oil furnaces. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And when it was just imagine I was talking to a buddy of mine in Winnipeg yesterday, and he's got two oil furnaces. So when wow. the truck pulls in, he goes to bed because he just doesn't <laughs> want to see the bill. No, it's doesn't. just insane. So where, like, like you said, it's twenty cents since the beginning of the new year almost. Where do you sense it being by, say, the
5: middle of March? Well, I mean, let's exclude two factors: uh, what happens after the Olympics between Russia and Ukraine, and let's exclude another you know, another round of, uh, COVID,
1: uh, no, 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 beyond. it's not happening. No, <laughs> not really
5: happening. It better not. I got my 37 shots. So I should be okay. I, I, I sense that we're going to be up another 10 cents a liter on average. So we're going to see average prices. And you know what, um, Steve Alan, and I may have talked about this over a month ago. I made an indicator or a prediction way back that we'd be up 20% in prices in 2022. Mm-hmm. So that means the new normal in Toronto will be a buck sixty five a liter, and uh, uh, it isn't over yet because of course there's a lot of other factors that could drive these prices up, but it does mean um, sooner or later people are going to have to clue into the fact that uh, that this just can't hold. You can 't go from a dollar twelve last year, which is what we were paying, to a dollar wow. sixty in uh, in a matter of uh, twelve months. Uh, No one has that kind of income that uh, compensates for that. And let's let's face it, it doesn't matter what you're driving. You still need to get from point A to point B.
2: Dan, aside from complaining about it, is there anything we can do?
5: Oh, my goodness. Uh, Well, a couple of things. One, just understand what's driving this. Uh, (laughs) The Canadian dollar, it's not responding. Anybody who's traveling south of the border knows this. Uh, The Canadian Mm -hmm. dollar stays weak despite oil going through the roof. So we got a bit of a... Pipeline problem in Canada and production problem. I think we're going to have to start to we're going to start to uh, maybe uh, put a little bit of water with our wine on these green policies. Uh, maybe a moratorium mm-hmm. on the carbon tax going up two and a half cents a liter to about thirteen cents come April first, and something uh, that uh, we may have spoken about twenty years ago uh, when I was an enterprising little member of Parliament. I brought in two energy rebates. I did that because one, it helps people with their with their heating bill. But the second part is that the federal and provincial governments are uh, are making, uh, are, are raking in the dough here. Uh, if these prices remain as high as they are, uh, and they're picking up 13% between the two levels of government, that's a couple billion bucks. It doesn't belong to them. It belongs to the hardworking people out there. So maybe our politicians could uh, let off on the uh, green uh, climate uh, <laughs> accelerator and start dealing with some a little bit more important affordability and the ability for Canadians. Uh, to make Dad, quick question
2: right now, it, it, you mentioned green if 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 we all are eventually switch to battery powered cars yeah. for the remaining few that have gas engines what's going to happen to the price of gas is that going to reflect back on it
5: uh well oil will remain high because it takes you can't build an ev without uh without oil uh just ask uh the 80 percent of the world's batteries being built from china and cobalt being extracted from other parts of the world look uh, it's, it's a fantasy to think that this is a replacement of, uh, uh, of internal combustion engines. Plus, governments have to subsidize the daylight out of them in order to make them competitive. People will buy them because they're fun to drive. God knows, uh, you know, I've been around the automotive industry myself in my old days as PR with Toyota Canada when we introduced the uh, the Prius way back when. Uh, they're fun to drive.
1: Great car. The problem Great is, uh, car. Yeah. They are, okay, Dan, listen, we've, few, uh, we're, we're running out of time here, but we'll yeah. have you on again in maybe another month and check in. <laughs> but for people who are listening right <laughs> yeah. now, hey, check in, sitting line. down. Um, <laughs> what's the website they can go to
5: for your site to see what the gas prices are? Steve, go to uh, gaswizard.ca and I'll give you the two-day heads up in terms of where prices are going. Uh, it's uh, okay. a hedge against them
1: gaswizards.ca. Great, yes, buddy. Stay warm. Yeah, Thank you guys, again you. for calling in Thank and you. we'll uh, we'll check in with another, another month and see where things I are going to talk you both. with maybe take a, a bye Baileys bye. and a coffee if the prices are going to go bad. We have got some good news on the horizon about cars, inventory, how you can actually go into a dealership now. Uh, we're going to be talking to Samit Kapoor and Mark I Have a Ponytail Silverman both from Young Steels Ford Lincoln right after this and we'll take your calls. Stay with us. Well, we are finally seeing the light of uh, cars coming back into Canada, manufacturing getting better, uh, production lines are getting better, and going to see a dealership is getting better. So, listen, while we're talking to these two gentlemen, go to youngsteelsfordlincoln.com, and you'll see the inventory, and you'll see what these guys are talking about. So, joining us, wrapped up in their beaver tails, uh, Samit Kapoor and Mark Silverman, both from Young Steels Ford. So, we're going to go first to line 22, Summit, how are you this morning?
4: I'm good, sir. How's everybody?
1: Oh, just ducky. We're great. Listen, you've got some great news finally, good news in the car industry, about what's happening especially with Ford. So tell us about the, some of the new cars that are finally starting to come into fruition here.
4: So we, we had our uh, first big meeting with Ford. Uh, we should be good to have uh, enough amount of inventory you know, after, after such a long time. By the end of the first quarter, in the next 45 days, I can expect good amount of F-150s flowing in through Canadian border. SUVs like Explorers, Escapes, these will be coming back too.
1: Which is finally good news. So tell, the one that I'm looking forward to is the, uh, you can tell more. Tell us more about it, is the uh, the F-150 Lightning. When, what's, yep. what's going on with that one?
4: So now uh, in, our, in that meeting, we, in the same meeting we discussed with Ford, Ford is putting F-150 Lightning into production this year in in the third quarter or so and then the clients who made the first uh registrations on the ford website they should be able to see their lightning by the end of this year
1: oh that's pretty good yep yeah we, I, so I mean, if you whole team has have things changed much as far lighting. as the orders like when people are placing orders now say i place an order for an f-150 or a mustang how long should should i be looking uh, looking to uh to wait to get this car back
4: Uh, Anywhere between uh, three to four months, again, which is uh, dependent on the fact if the company can get their hands on the shipment of semiconductor chips. We all know we've been struggling with the semiconductor chips so far. Yes, the company is still struggling, but the timelines are, uh, uh, you know, getting better day by day.
2: A question, though, um, if if people are willing to accept different options on a vehicle, or or have they, has Ford decided to make cars with with again with with changing these things? So, for example, let's say I didn't care about Navi, and and that was one of the issues as far as uh, you know the the chips. Can is, is there vehicles like just plain Jane the vehicles you can buy?
4: No, the, the, the issue is all these new generation F 150s they all mm-hmm. rely upon the chips because they have a good amount of electronics in them. Those twelve inches right. infotainment systems, the the automatic sensors and parking and all that stuff, it relies on mm-hmm. the
3: chips.
4: I mean, I'm sure Mark oh. can fill Mark can fill my uh, my shoes and give you more information on this, but I'm sure all these new units they're relying on the uh, chips.
2: All right. So, question is: all of the inventory that you expect, like you mentioned, F-150s are coming in, are all those accounted for, or? Uh, are these actually going to be in stock and available for people to cut, walk in and buy?
4: They will be in stock vehicles. Some of it is, uh, yes, of course, retail orders. But most mm-hmm. of them, they're coming in as uh, stock orders. So we have a lot of stock coming in by the end of Feb or, for sure, somewhere in the middle March.
2: All right. People want to talk to you about coming in or checking your inventory. How do they reach you?
4: They can reach us at 905-889-7343, anytime.
2: Alright, all right. Now, right.
4: now we're, we're going to move have, on.
2: Yes,
1: We're going to have the one and only uh, in charge of servicing and it's a big, big job, all kidding aside, uh, Mark Silverman from Young Steels Ford. Morning, Mark.
2: Good morning, boys. How are you? Good, thank you. Mark, <laughs> you're great. a music fan, right? I'm sorry? You're a music fan, right? Uh, Somewhat. Okay, remember there was a song and it was uh, It's All About the Bass? Yes. Okay, well for you and me, we're the tech guys, we're the service people, it's all about the bays. You got to keep the bays busy. And uh do you have parts now? Do you have inventory?
3: Well, yeah, yeah, the things are looking better. We're getting much better at uh our parts inventories are coming back together. But I want to I want to mention something that uh as Dan said, the prices of gas are going up, and, and the, the only way we can counteract that as uh, as uh, uh consumers Number one is when you get in your car and the engine light's on, but the car still runs and you just drive along, you feel, well, the car still starts, it still runs, you know, the engine light's on, big deal. Well, that engine light being on could be a cause of excessive fuel consumption. So at the price of fuel, you might want to get someone to look at it if you haven't already had someone look at it. Uh, You're right, the car will drive sometimes when the engine light's on, but... Your fuel economy is definitely going in the uh, in the wrong direction.
2: Exactly, and and if you want that car to perform as best it can, there's a number of things you got to look at. Like you mentioned, the engine light. Uh, what about brakes? Brakes are kind of important too, eh? Well,
3: brake, brake, brakes are important, and uh, certainly in this kind of weather, they're uh, they're even more important that the functionality is as the as the manufacturer designed. Uh, so that they stop properly, the the, the, um, the the anti-lock braking system. We've got so much electronics in in these cars now that um, they need to be maintained and kept in tip-top shape, or they won't function or give you the value that you should get out of the car.
2: Exactly. Like we talked about fuel mileage, um, I've had a bunch of cars in where the brakes were dragging, where they weren't releasing yes, because exactly. they needed service that bad. You've seen that as well?
3: Yes. Same with transmission, the transmission fluids. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, all, all, the better shape you keep the car, especially now, is, the better you're going to get the use and um, the fuel economy out of the vehicle. Uh, these, these, these vehicles are pretty sophisticated, and you need to keep on top of them. Uh, mm-hmm. And Like I say, especially with the prices of, uh, of everything going up, uh, you want to make sure that your, your car is running properly. No,
2: exactly, and it's going to save you money in the long run. I mean, you know, when, when you were talking about a brake service, for example, you know, you're only talking maybe an hour per axle. Um, that's going to, first of all, make the brakes last that much longer and give you better gas mileage. What about filters? Are filters a whole lot of – are very expensive, that, that, and, and why do we another, need them?
3: That's another situation. Filters uh, sometimes go, go missed. Uh, that's something very important. The engine has to breathe. Just like when you're running, it's tougher to breathe with a mask on than it is without a mask. Well, uh, picture a car that's got a very, very dirty clogged oil filter is trying to breathe and it can't. Mm-hmm. And and there's all kinds of filters. There's the air, for example, the air that we breathe in the car. Um, that air comes in from just below the windshield in the uh, and there's a pollen filter in there. Well that pollen filter filters out some of the uh bacteria that's coming in the car when the windows are closed. Uh they now have and we now have um a COVID filter that will uh it has been proven it will uh and certified, it will stop COVID bacteria from coming in the car when the windows are closed and the air that's in the car is always being filtered. So um all this stuff is very, very important to the operation of the car, the longevity of the car, and the economy of the car.
2: Well, you know, let's say are on a budget, but at the same time, you're a handy person. Um, can, can a guy buy parts over the counter at your place and do the install
3: himself? Sure. I mean, I, I, well, why Why would you? With today's, uh, with today's market and the way the cars are built, why would you want to get involved in something like that? Alan, you remember the old days we used to... Uh, you know, hook up a wire here and a wire there, and everything went working. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. you stole a radio. It took you five minutes to put it in, but now, now it's it's not quite like that. It's uh, you, you need an expert, and you know there there are plenty of experts aside from the OEM, the dealers. There are plenty of experts out there, Alan, as you know, your shop uh, that can handle all of this. So. My advice yeah, but I don't know, understand. bugger all about
2: electric cars, Mark. So if I've got a Mach E that I've bought from your service department, your sales department, uh, I'm going to need you. So 7120 Young Street, Thornhill. Check out Submit Kapoor. He's got some great vehicles coming in, and if you need service, speak to Mark.
3: Absolutely, and uh, keep the car running uh,
2: the best you can. That's the only advice I can give you. Youngsteelsfordlincoln.com. Check it out. We'll be right okay. back after the break. We're going to be talking to Mr. Mark Saltzman, the game guy. We'll be right back.
1: One on the weekend. And we've been talking in the last I guess couple of weeks about the evolution of EVs and what's going on charging stations. And we thought, you know what? We really don't know that much about it. Sorry, we really don't. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it alone. But we thought we'd get a hold of uh, the one and only Mark Saltzman to join us this morning
6: talking about that kind of biz. So how are you this morning, Mark? Hey, good morning, gents. Great to be back on the program. I'm well, thanks. How well,
2: well I, I'm already. I'm always pl- proud when you're on it because I think you got the, uh, the Costco employee of the month, eh?
6: <laughs> I might have after writing for Costco Connection for 19 years. <laughs> well, every time I walk in there,
2: every one of those big screens has your face,
6: and I'm going, "Oh yeah, that too." Sorry <laughs> about that. Yeah, I said, he wife. must
2: be one employee of the month. All right, we're Hilarious. going to talk about electronics, good, bad, yeah. or otherwise.
6: Yeah. So as you hinted at, EVs, it's starting to become a real story. You know, there's been you know rumblings for years about it, but it's it's. I think we're on the brink of an electrified sort of revolution. Um, and, you know, unfortunately, some of those tax incentives are gone on a provincial uh, level. But, you know, the prices are dropping, the range is increasing, and the infrastructure is maturing, right? So there's more and more places to charge up. So I wrote a piece for the wheels section of the Toronto Star about mm-hmm. where to charge up, because 80% of people charge up at home, 10% charge up at work, if you're lucky enough to have you know, a spot to, to juice up your vehicle while you're working uh, good use of your time. And then the other 10% use public stations, right? Especially if you're on a road trip, that's a given. So I wrote a piece about, uh, where to charge up and there's a lot of apps that can help. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. I, I, well, I know if you have a Tesla, it actually, it, it tells
6: you, right. Mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. But these other vehicles,
2: not necessarily.
6: Yeah, that's right. So good point. Some vehicles like Tesla will have right built into the dash uh, places for you to charge up. It'll it'll highlight where all the uh, the charging stations are. And uh, many of them support DC quick chargers or level three. That can uh, that can charge up your vehicle about thirty minutes. It's getting it's getting better. As I mentioned, they're they're not only get we're are we seeing better range uh, with um, various vehicles uh, over six hundred kilometers, but we're going to start seeing a thousand kilometer EVs soon. Mm, um, wow. Mercedes unveiled one, yeah, in January at the Consumer <laughs> Electronics Show, the Vision EQ Uh But yeah, we are starting to see more charging stations. Uh, so if you don't have if you don't have it built into your vehicle, and even Tesla users also use these apps. The, some of the more popular ones are PlugShare, mm-hmm. which is uh, free to use for both iPhone and Android. That will highlight where you can juice up. Uh, there's one called ABRP, or A Better Route Planner. And that's great for road trips especially because you can plan a trip, say, from Vancouver to Miami or Toronto to L.A., and it'll show you where you should stop by guessing where you're going to need to top up on on that route on that route and then there's another one called charge hub which is also pretty popular also for iphone and android it all it's also free and it's an app as well but there's over six thousand public charging stations now in canada i don't don't know if you know that it's still mostly in urban areas the structure in rural you know country uh, country roads and stuff we're starting to get there (laughs) so but uh, i think one of the
2: downside mark is that not all vehicles use the same plug though
6: Yeah, so Tesla said they were going to open up their charging stations to everyone. They haven't done it just yet. But mostly everybody else has a bit of a standard, and if not there's there's adapters and such. So it, that shouldn't be an issue about compatibility. It is getting better. Uh, and again, most people charge up at home, but should you go venture out on a road trip and now that things are opening up in the country and in, in the con the continent, thankfully, you may be more inclined to take your EV uh, more than just you know for grocery shopping <laughs> and dropping off the kids to school. Yeah. So it's getting easier and easier. and again, coupled with long long longer range, that's a mm-hmm. welcome trend. We're also starting to see some pretty innovative things, like um, with the Fisker New Ocean coming out later this year in the States, they have like a solar roof that mm. can also keep you topped up. That They say it can give you up to 2,000 miles per year extra by having a, a solar-powered roof. So, yeah, it's, it's, it, we're getting there. Mm-hmm. Mark, we had
1: somebody write in this morning asking about what's, what's some of the latest technology as to what the automakers are putting into their vehicles to combat you know, distracted driving.
6: Yeah, great question. So <laughs> ironically, just like alcohol is the, the the problem and solution to the world's problems, technology is responsible for dist- distracted driving. But thankfully, car makers are also putting in tech to combat distracted driving, if that makes sense. Yeah, because it is the number one cause of accidents, says the OPP. Uh, there was a CAA study from I think about a year and a half ago, that found that about half of Canadians admit to typing out a message while driving, or at least using voice to text and then checking to make sure it's accurate before sending it while mm-hmm. driving. So there are a few things that, uh, and speaking of Tesla, they got their hand slapped uh, by the... Uh, the uh, NHTSA, the uh, National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, for their games that you can play on their touchscreen called Passenger Play. They're going to have a software update that will disable that. But there's a few things that car makers are doing to to curb distracted driving. One is to embrace more voice uh, support. So while that is still arguably distracting, at at the very least your hands are on the wheel and your eyes are on the road. So uh, whether it's a proprietary Voice, uh, act, uh, you know, um, infotainment system, uh, or they adopt a- Apple CarPlay or Android Auto. So that's one thing that car companies are doing is that they want to keep your eyes forward. And speaking of which, we're seeing more heads-up displays, right? HUDs that uh, will, mm-hmm. you know, project some information onto the dashboard itself. Excuse me, onto the windscreen itself, uh, windshield, mm-hmm. rather than you having to turn your head to look at a infotainment system. There's things like. Um, vibrating uh or or na- lane nudging so if you are distracted and you are not realizing that the the you're veering off into the other lane it will not only vibrate and sometimes on the left side if you're or if you're veering to the left and to the right side if you're veering to the right but it'll also nudge you back into your lane and things like um a camera that's on you if you're trying to use any of these semi autonomous technologies like GM super cruise you know you you don't have to have your hands on the wheel for Super Cruise on the one of many, I think it's so, over 320,000 kilometers of uh, highways in Canada and the US that support it. But if you decide to play a game on your Nintendo switch or open up a paperback to continue where you last left off, uh, mm-hmm. there's a camera that's on you and it will, uh, it'll have an audible and a visual warning. Uh, it's a green flash on your steering wheel. And then that turns to a red flash. That means grab the wheel buddy, because you're not paying attention and you have to. So there's a lot of things that car makers thankfully are adding.
2: hmm yeah, yeah my yeah, wife's I... infinity um, as soon as you start moving up at all it the screen goes stupid it says no 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 you can't you can't touch the screen or make you know navigational changes yeah. unless you're stopped which shouldn't be difficult to program into a telephone I mean they've all got Navi in the phones and and I that would i I think that would help a lot as, as soon as the the, 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 your phone knows that you're moving, it basically should just freeze
6: and say, no, 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 not till yeah. we stop again. That's a liability thing, I think, too, because let's say you get an emergency call and you can't answer it because it's disabled um, and someone dies because you couldn't you know, act on it. Does that put Apple or Samsung in? Does that make them responsible? I mean, it's a, it's a slippery slope, I think. Um, I think education coupled with Auto- automotive-based technology it should help, I think. And then the more autonomous these vehicles get will help even further, um, I think. you know, And I think it's a matter of when, not if, that the car is going to drive you or drive itself for, if not all of it, a lot of it. Um, hey, gentlemen, if you're okay with it, I just want to take a moment, uh, before I forget, before we run out of time, to acknowledge someone special who was a regular listener to Dave's Corner Garage. But sadly, he passed away at age 81 on October 25th. Can I just say one little quick thing about him? Sure, sure go ahead, absolutely. He's awesome, yeah, so Al Shaw and his uh, lovely wife Lorraine would excitedly excitedly call me after I was on your show. And uh-huh. Al is the father of three awesome women, one of whom, Jackie, is one of my wife's oldest and dearest friends. So just a bit about Al, again, a uh, uh, very big fan of your show. He's, uh, he was a huge NFL fan as well. He uh, was a Maple Leafs lover. And for three decades, he organized luncheons for alumni of the original six teams. Uh, he, he started this old-timers lunch club, basically. So this is just a shout-out to the late and great Al Shaw and his wife, Lorraine, who's uh, probably listening right now. Thank you guys for letting, me, for letting me say that. He was a big fan of your show.
1: Nicely done. Nicely done. And if people want to find out more information about what's going on in
6: the uh, EV industry and tech overall with cars, what's your website, Mark? Sure. So it's MarkSaltzman.com, Mark with a C, S-A-L-T-Z-M-A-N. Thank you so All much right. for having me on, guys. Okay, I bud. appreciate it. As Al would say, Zag mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
1: Stay warm. We've got some more questions and answers to get to right after this. This is Dave's Corner Garage, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. And for the people who've been writing in so far, uh, just a couple websites that they kind of missed at the beginning of the show to save moolah. Uh, especially on gas is gaswizards.ca all right because the gas is you know where it's it ain't going down unfortunately and uh, if you're looking to get a new F150 or looking into maybe getting a used one and uh, your car service it's YoungSteelsFordLincoln.com. two great people we've had on for uh, many many years as we're into our uh, 21st year so because of that we're getting a lot of questions coming in uh, on facebook so Al, this one is being is talking about uh, I've been reading that cars are being stolen record numbers. What's that all about?
2: Exactly. I don't know if you saw it, but on CTV, they had a, on their website, they had a story about an $11 million car ring being uh, busted, which is great, but there's probably another 100 million guys out there boosting cars. And uh, in fact, even a friend of ours, um, Mike Arbo from Precise Transmission, his his vehicle was stolen. He bought his wife a brand-new RX350, and uh, they only had it a couple of days, and it was gone. So that's a horrible thing. So a couple things you can do. Um, ideally, what we tell people is out of sight, out of mind. In other words, clean up your garage. Park it inside. If they don't yeah. see that it's there, they can't steal it, Right. So that's one thing you can do. You can also, if, you, if you're if you stuck and you've, you've got one in the garage and one left outside, you could go down at a tire store and pick up a club. I think they still make them. You know that club, that big hook thing that you put on the steering wheel? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, because yeah, it makes it more difficult for someone to steal. And uh, if they see it there, they're just going to go down the street and find another car so they can do that. But uh, another thing you can do. I spoke to a guy up down the street from us. He's called car system installation.com. He's on magnetic drive in North York. This is an electronics company. These guys, you know, Navi and they do all kinds of high-end radios, but they install kill switches. Um, So these are things that you can't even see it. So in other words, they incorporate the pattern that you have to push button using the push buttons in the car. So it won't have a big ugly push button on the dash, but what you'll do for example, is maybe hit the brake pedal, hit the, uh, uh, the cruise control. And, and, and you get, once you learn it, it's no big deal. It costs, it's not cheap, but it's cheaper than your deductible. Probably you're looking somewhere around $700 to put the system in a Lexus or a Toyota that has push button ignition. But, uh, it's going to save us all in the long run because less cars stolen, the less likely uh, our insurance rates will go up. Steve? So for a kill switch, is it
1: typically, and don't throw me underneath the bus for this one because you have the uh-huh. habit of doing that. Yeah. Um, is a kill switch just for certain uh, makes of models? Like if it's if it's a car that's under 2016, if it's earlier than that, will that kill switch still work or is it just for newer cars?
2: No, actually, there's different styles they can do. Um, many, many years ago, they used kill switches, but it was actually a little toggle switch, and they would hide it somewhere, sometimes under the driver's seat or under the dashboard. Um, it, it, uh, it's not expensive. They will do these as well. In fact, if you've got an older car that can't handle the electronic one, they will put a, a, a You know, an analog or, you know, like a mechanical switch in there. Um, But those can be found in a lot of cases by the car theft, the car thieves. But now that I'm thinking about it, if you've got a 20-year-old car, who's going to want to steal it anyways? Oh, wait a minute. I
1: get my car. It's it's not 20, but it's about 14. And it gets crowned. It gets crowned every year and a half. And it's in pretty good shape. I mean, my wife has not driven that car more than, I would say, 5,000 kilometers in the last two years. So it's like, it's still worth it. Because even in a condo where we are, if people get downstairs, if a car is followed downstairs into the garage and the door door opens up, somebody can still get in behind you and you you just never know. That's paranoia. Okay, one last one was about, uh, and I see people with their wipers up all the time. So if you leave your wipers on, the switch on, car gets turned off how much damage if anything can be done to it
2: oh about five hundred dollars i had one in on friday really? um yes 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 this actually what i did i wondered how it happened and then when the lady came in she had a noticeable accent which um i'm guessing from was a warm country uh where she didn't have to think about this kind well, of Well, that thing.
1: was very politically correct the way you said that
2: uh, well i had to keep it clean you know okay she's from <laughs> miami or what Uh, no, 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 actually middle Eastern country Okay, and uh, where they don't have a lot of snow, right? Lucky them. And, uh, so she never had to experience something like that. Uh, so I explained it to her. In fact, um, she, she looked at me and said, thank you very much because I, I had no idea. So in other words, if you have, if your wipers are on and you shut your car off, the wipers don't necessarily go down to the park position and they could be halfway up the windshield. Your car gets covered in snow and ice. And those wipers are stuck to the glass. And unfortunately, the wiper motor, when you go to turn the car on, it's already in the on position. So that wiper motor is strong enough to break the linkage or what they call the wiper transmission. And you're looking at a $500 price tag. There you go. Ooh, really? Yes. 500 bucks. Unbelievable! I see
1: right. people putting the uh, the covering on their window windshields, right? Too those aluminum ones to protect. Oh, well,
2: absolutely! It. If you're proactive, you know, by all means, take care of it. Don't just ignore it because it'll cost you after. All right, we got to run, Stevie. Thank our guests. Well, okay, I'll I'll thank our
1: guests. it <laughs> take from Canadian Affordable Energy. That's uh, GasWizards.ca. If you really want to take a look at it, have a glass of scotch next to you before you take a look, because it's going up. Also, youngsteelsfordlincoln.com If you got any questions about the new Fords that are finally coming in, give them a call at Summit Kapoor and Mark Silverman. And, of course, Mark Saltzman for uh, his valued input, as always, about what's going on in the electronic business. And maybe our government will start giving back the refund for EVs, the incentive. That would be kind of nice. Allie, yeah, have a good the-
2: weekend. That's the way I'm thinking. I'm just going to buy an electric car to hell with gas.
1: Sure. Well, listen, clean up the house because your wife's coming home tomorrow.
2: <laughs> Thanks for the reminder. Off to the grocery store right now. All right. Have, Have a good great weekend, week. everybody. Who cares about the
3: clouds and we're together? We're Dave Reniger from Dave's Corner Garage. Today we're talking with Trevor Hutchison from Crown Body Maintenance. A big part of being a corporate partner that deals with consumers is being corporately
2: responsible to the environment. And so we believe that although we're in the automotive protection business, you also want to do it in the right way, in the right manner. And for Crown, that starts with our proprietary rust inhibitors, lubricants, penetrants, and all of the products that we manufacture have that in mind. We use a hydrocarbon petroleum-based stock that is environmentally safe and a chemical inhibiting package that is designed to be safe, to be used in cities, municipalities, and a variety of different environments so that it's responsible towards the areas that we're applying it in.
3: And how do we get more information about Crown? Go to our website, crownwithak.com.
1: You've been listening to Just a Minute. To hear more, go to our
0: website, davescornergarage.com.